1: The Royal Blue podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Good we'll win at Plymouth. Uh, just just sort of give us an idea of how the lads played, and, and, and you know, played
0: very well. Yes. Um, played in a way that we've moulded uh, the team and system into what we've got left after January. So this core group of 14, 15 players now that we've got is is going to be us till the end of the season. So we are what we are now, and um, we've got to try and get over the line and um, secure ourselves in the league, first and foremost. Thankfully, we've progressed in the Cup, so that's a little carrot for the players. Um, but we need a couple of wins in the league and then we can enjoy the rest of the season. But just, we played well, played some good stuff.
1: And just on that, I did notice that there were some Evertonians who'd gone down. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, was, I was standing on the touchline and then
0: I could hear them behind me, you know, encouraging the players and the individuals. And it was, we had all these scouts accents, and I looked behind and there was like a few people there. I thought, brilliant, good on you. Yeah. But um, you know, it was it was a good trip. Yeah, it was a it was a really good trip, and we played some good stuff, and
1: um, I was I was delighted with them. And um, so, so, give us an idea because um, for a lot of the fans who, who take um, maybe don't go to many 23s games, but obviously take an interest in the team, there will not be too many names. No, that they're necessarily familiar with, and, and the players that they've heard about who've been pushing are either out on loan or yeah, progress. What, what's the What's the average age of your team you're playing with now, and who who are the kind of the, the players that are coming through? So it's been a
0: uh, a tough season in terms of us trying to sustain a level of performance because there's been there's been that many changes in and out of of individuals for for different reasons that we'll, we'll go over. But it, it I've never really had until the end of January a settled squad of players to work with. Throughout a whole week leading up to a game, right. it's been very bitty uh, this season. It's been transitional, you want to call it. Yeah. It's just been a little bit messy from start to finish. But some we we have that uh, some year the cycle of yeah. players. Sometimes we've had it once before, um, where you feel like you can never really work on you know a team tactic. You're working really individually um or within groups units whatever you might call it because you've never got your full team yeah. until maybe the day before and in some cases this year a lot of the time maybe just the day of the game you know we're walking through stuff in the afternoon of a game in the evening because we've not been able to put together a team because they've either been well they've been training with the first team basically and that has taken precedent for a number of the players this year so it's it's not um it's not through anybody's fault. It's just it's just circumstances yeah. this year. That either a lot of the players have have left, a lot of the players have trained with the first team, and we've got new young players. So you know we've we've been sort of here, there, and everywhere, and, and putting a team together throughout the whole season. Eventually, now because of January, it's settled down, and you know we've we can now work with this group now yeah. until the end of the season. So in that respect, from a coach's point of view, it's better.
1: Uh, how sorry, sir? Uh, do, do do you know off the top of your head roughly what the average age of, of your eleven would be now, or your fourteen?
0: It'll be younger than probably we've ever been.
1: Yeah,
0: I don't know the exact figure, but if you look at it, I would say around nineteen. Mm. You know, I, I heard um, I heard Critch talking the other day when he took the Liverpool team that you know he says it's an under twenty three team. It's not an under twenty no. three team. It's an under twenties team or under 19s yeah. team. Um, and we've found that this year that uh, in in games where we've come up against all the players mm. we've we've struggled because it's been very bitty Yeah.
2: We are now starting to see those kind of younger players coming through and, and, and some exciting ones as well. You know, Tyler's done done well, Tyler on Yango and he's played. you have got Lewis Dobbin and, and Kyle Johnstan to make a bit of mark. What what is it that you kind of have to see in lads from the under eighteens or what reports do you have to be given for you to then hand them a chance in, in your team? Because as you always point out, it's under eighteens to under twenty three. People might not think it, but it's a big step, isn't it? it's a huge step. I I, I... I'll argue this till till the day I die that I think
0: the biggest jump is under 18s to under 23s a lot of people will say well what about under 23s to first team I, I think if you're a regular under 23 player to to have a cameo role or to play a certain amount of minutes in the first team it's not as big an ask in all levels of technical, tactical, physicality mental um, than under 18s to, to under 23s those players Lewis, Dobbin, Tyler, Seb Quirk, um I'm trying to think there's any more. Um they're probably the main three. Ryan Astley, but he has been with us a year. Yeah, yeah. That age group, sort of second year scholars, first year scholars. Their their performances have been great for Paul and his under eighteen team. Um they've shown a level of physicality when they've trained with us. So what the natural progression is they play well for Paul's team consistently. Uh, they might come and train with us. We have a look at them in terms of how they handle the ball. Are they physically? Can they compete? Uh, and those players have you know, certainly Tyler and Seb. Uh, more recently, have been able to handle the physicality of of sort of not just playing in the games, but what we do and how we train as well. Which is a very very big uh, ask for under eighteen players. Can you know in comparison to what they do in training in the week and what we do in training in the week, and then leading into a game. So it's a big jump, it's a big jump, and those players have handled it well this year. Um, we won't see the best of them until next season, um, certainly in our group, um, but they've had a good ground in this year of what the demands are for our team.
2: Do you yourself try and watch as much of the other in- teams yeah. as you can, or are you kind yeah. of relying on what Paul tells no. you? What
0: the- well, Paul and I speak every day, uh, he speaks to myself, John, Franny, you know we've got great communication with Paul and and Keith uh, good guys really good coaches and you know we have a good relationship uh, if i don't get to see the game for whatever reason we always i always watch the replay uh, yeah. on the laptop so that's never um that's never an issue um so we know who's playing well um and we have good communication
2: lines so there's never an issue there how are you kind of hoping to to you know we're not kind of fighting for a title this season. How are you going to measure the development of people like Tyler and, yeah. and the lads coming through? Watch well, I think, I think
0: all the minutes that these guys get... First of all, we need to just secure our place in the league as soon as possible. And then we want to give Tyler, Seb, Reese, Lewis, you know, we're all the sort of new core group for next year, as many opportunities this year to give them the, that grounding for next season. And I think next season will be a really good team.
1: What's... Um... What have you made of? And I've asked you this throughout your time in this job. Is the standard of, of the under twenty program and the game and the system and the games on offer is it better now than when you started? Are you happy with with it? I think it's. I think it's changing. I think, um, I think the under twenty three team
0: is getting younger mm. every year. Um, it's so much to say that sort of we seem to be bypassing under eighteen football and becoming an under-19s, under-20s team, I still will argue um, the position of B-teams being the best um, way to develop young players a lot, lot quicker than than we can do in in this league. The Premier League do the best that they can. They give a a great games programme. They have the International Cup. They have the Premier League Cup in a league format. So you're playing every week, which is... Not what we had four or five years ago, no. I have to say. No. So the Premier League have listened and they are trying to to do um, the best that they can. It would still not be a substitute for beating football. Um, beating football is, for me, why we don't have it in this country, I'll never know. Um, you wouldn't have to loan your players. Um, lo- loaning players now is part of young players' journeys. So it, it goes under 16 get a scholarship scholarship can you get a professional contract professional contract can you get in the under 23 team under 23 team got to go on loan you know there seems to be that extra step of being a loan player now coming back off loan maybe signing a new contract to go to a higher level mm-hmm. there's there's a two or three more steps now in a player's journey than there's than there's ever been um other than the odd one that you might jump a couple of levels. Of um, so we're actually now producing players for other clubs. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it seems to be the fact that we're sort of missing out on under 18s football. In yeah. an ideal scenario, these players will would play two years from the under-18s and and find a level and find a level of success and and get greater confidence by not having to rush. Mm. Um, and but now everybody's in a rush. You know, everybody wants a pathway. Yeah. You know, yeah. even even now, where you know we're selling a pathway, um, whereas before it was, you know, entrusted in you that you would, you know, take your time, and a natural progression would be to do A, B, C, D. Now a player wants to go from A to to E, F. You know, in a season, mm. uh, everyone's in a rush um, to to find the next player. So, it, development. Of, has been accelerated, and we seem to be younger now. We seem to be—I seem to be taking a lot more players off Paul. Mm. Paul's taking a lot more under 16s earlier in the season than he would ever do, and it seems to be going like that. That the under 23 league now is becoming a—I would probably say an under 21 league, back to under 21 league. Right. Nice, yeah. yeah. Um, because now uh, you know you look at the success we've had in loans this year in the Championship, League One. You know everybody. You know and I have to say it's really tough to loan players um i have I have you know myself marcel greta uh, the manager uh, whoever you know we're talking about loans you know we we don't hand pick these clubs the clubs have got to come to us yeah. because they've got to play our players, and you know a lot of clubs in league one league two it's a big gamble to to loan Absolutely, a young yeah. player and it it's not as easy as people might think loaning players out. I know I've, I've, I've seen reports going on, why isn't this player alone? Why doesn't he get? Because the club hasn't come in for him, you know, because he might not be there that night where he scores two or three and has plays well. And that's when I speak to our players and I say about consistency and, and levels of performance, you just never know who's watching. You yeah. never know when that manager might be in the stand watching you play. Um, and you've got to perform week in, week out. So it is it is tough to loan young players at the moment. Mm. Um, but certainly we're... we're becoming a lot of a, a lot more um, of a younger team than we have been in my sort of time here
1: and Of course, with the loan thing as well unzi if if we had b team football the club goes a huge lengths to monitor players who are out on loan and probably to Absolutely. great expense as well Yeah, yeah we and do. i guess if they're in house playing for a b team representing the club it's easier to keep an eye on them because they're not Yeah born, i they?
0: mean i always have i have you know i'm very passionate about my job and i'm very passionate about what we do you know, we're here to produce Everton players first and foremost. That is, for me, that's the most important point of the job. That you know I want to see our boys. I want to see him win. Of course I do. I want to see them perform. You know, that that goes without saying. That's a given at this club. You have to be able to win. But I want to see them play for Everton. You know, if they can't play for Everton and there's a a pathway eventually to Everton's first team, brilliant. You know, we'll go along with that but we we want to produce Everton players. We want to produce players that will play in our first team. Anthony Gordon's their latest one who, you know, he's had a couple of appearances and you know we're looking for him to to find that level of performance to cement his place in the team. Um so we you know we don't want to produce players for other clubs. First and foremost we want to produce players for us. Mm. Um if they have to go to other clubs to then be able to then get a chance somewhere down the line, that's fine. Um but we don't want to be a we don't want to be a football factory. We don't want to be like, you know, other clubs do, where the under-23 team is a is a ways of, of making money, you know, ins and outs. I, I want to produce Everton players. Yeah. You know, that's that's what I'm passionate about. You know, there's no greater feeling than seeing Dominic, Anthony Gordon, you know, Mason, Tom, John Joe when he's played, all these players. You know, it, it, it just fills me with so much pride.
1: Is that getting harder though? Is that job well, of getting players into the first team? Because we were, we wanted to ask you, you know, that, uh, no. that, um, that that great squad that won the Premier League two title in seventeen. Mm. John Joe captain, etc. There, there we go. There you, you, yeah, know, and, you, you know, and you look how many players there, and unfortunately, you know, the, the majority aren't in our first team squad. No, no, Is that illustrative of how difficult it is and how absolutely how, you know, how tough it continues to be? Yeah, it's it's
0: probably the toughest the toughest time i think for a young player to be a premier league player every club now not just the top clubs not just the top 10 clubs every single club from from 1 to 20 scours the world hmm. for the best talent uh, and they have the pick of the players from around the world because you know let's get it right and let's be honest the premier league pays more money than than any other league maybe china obviously but that's that's maybe for a, an older player um but everybody wants to be a Premier League footballer so it's it's the toughest thing now to produce young players um managers have got to be so confident within themselves of, of playing a young player um you know so that's that's another thing that you know when I when I look at you know some managers who, who have Premier League jobs that you know they're so you don't know when they're going three games from the sack some of them you know so they can't risk. That, you know they can't risk playing time for young players, and young players, no matter who they are, uh, young players take time to develop, um, and they make mistakes. And unfortunately, the the way the game is at the moment, the managers can't afford any mistakes. They just can't afford
2: any. It's getting more difficult to to break into the first team, then. But do, do you also feel like sometimes people, and I'll include you know John Ebbrell, Frank Jeffers, and all your kind of backroom team in this. But do you feel like people sometimes don't respect how difficult? position user are putting uh, is as well you know when we spoke in the summer sometimes you've got first team lads asking for a game you've got under 18s banging on the door and then the bottom line you're trying to, to make a football team that ultimately wins football matches like well, I, know, I, I, does.
0: I think I think we all know the role I know the role John knows the role um, that's part of what I call it that's sort of when first team players come down um, for whatever reason that's nothing to do with me yeah um that's like the old reserve team football where they need a game or they're injured or say Umar, you know, he's out of favour and he needs a game. That, that has to take priority. You know, the most important thing at any football club is your first team and the first team results at the end on a five o'clock on a Saturday or whatever you play. That is the most important thing bar none at any football club is your first team results. Then after that, you know, you're looking at development and you're looking at opportunities. So, The under-23 team is, as as many factors, it is a a platform for existing professionals to try and become Everton players, for young players to get early opportunities to to springboard them on loan and it's also um, a team that, if a first-team player needs a game, he gets a game. Um, So that's part of the job and I've no problem with that, Um, no problem at all. Uh, A lot of clubs don't allow first-team players to play that's up to them for me I've always said to whoever's the manager if the player needs a game he gets a game um, because your first team your first team squad your first team players your first team manager your first team results are the be all and all of your football club and that takes priority everything else then has got a pecking order and um, you know we know our place
1: Is the um, is the emphasis on your job and, and maybe what's specifically required and maybe what you're the way you're being asked to coach or or, or... Has it changed now that Marcel's come into the football club? Has he tried to change things at all for you? Um, Marcel and I have a brilliant relationship.
0: We speak all the time. He's at most of the games, which is great for me. Yeah. That you, you know, you have a director of football who wants the players to do well. We we speak. I'm on the loan committee, so we speak about young players. We speak about the next window uh, coming up on you know what we've got who's going to go out on loan sorry who's going to be available to go out on yeah. loan um so we speak all the time it's you know and he's it, been great for me it's great to have somebody of that level at the club actually taking an interest in your job and in the players that you're working with every every day so that that's been a great help for me um it takes all so obviously Marcel will do all the contracts and he will speak to all the agents so I can really concentrate on on the coaching side of it. So in that respect my job has changed. So I concentrate solely and yeah. purely on on the players and and the coaching. Um in terms of type of football no, I think I think we've, I've spoken to Marcel about being able for players to be able to be able to play in different formations, different ways depending well, look at, look at Carlo now we're playing 442. You know, before that we played a different way. You know, uh, co- managers will come and go. If the players are good enough, they'll be able to adapt mm. to different formations and different styles. That I think is something that we do very well, where we make players aware of the demands of more than one position.
1: Would you ever, because people who watch the 23s regularly will see that you do change formation. Yes. Yeah. Have you ever changed formation and? I mean it's in the in the nicest sense for the sake of it just to test the players regardless of the opposition yeah have you and Ebo and, and gone we're going to play five at the back today so. yeah, yeah
0: yeah absolutely we, we, we do quite a lot um, we do it usually what we do is we mould whatever team we've got available yeah we mould that into what we feel is the strongest team within a certain formation of who we're going to play and how we can win a game yeah but there are times when we've we've played the formation I mean we've had so many defenders this year so we've ended up playing five in the back quite a lot um, so it's nice to get to a back four now so you know we've got one or two players available in midfield now that we haven't had before so yeah we change it we change it up for different reasons um, but usually nine times out of ten we mould a formation around the players that we've got
2: available in terms of the the players then do you, do you change do you think that benefits them in the long run, you know, when we look at, like, Nathangelo, michello I've seen Lewis Gibson playing a few positions, Matty Folds as well, and, and, and Benny Beningamy. Is is this something that's kind of helpful to them, to see them playing in, in different types of roles within their position? I think so. I think so. I think the, the demands of the
0: game now, when you look at, you know, what... So, so we always go off, what are the first team doing with the first team training? What are the first team stats looking like? What are the demands for a first team player in a certain position, what what is he doing? What is he you know, we were always wary and we're always quite comparative of what the first team were doing uh, over over a period of time. So if central midfielders are um doing a certain physicality, you know, they're doing a certain amount of sprints or high high speed and and we're nowhere near those levels, we'll we'll ask ourselves why and get our players to be playing in a in a way that you know will get those numbers up, we we practically try and mirror um, a first team environment. Um, and also, I think in the modern day game, players are being asked to play more than one position. Um, certainly, you know the flexibility of being able to play in the different positions. I think can only help young players.
2: Have you spoken a lot to, to Carlo since yeah.
0: he came in? Yeah, he's he's. I have to say. He has been brilliant uh it's probably the first time i've ever been a coach and been in awe of someone um, and you know sort of couldn't wait to meet him um, it, he's brilliant he's he open arms open door policy he said to us as, as under twenty three staff that watch training every day. Watch whenever. Um, I work with the first team once a week now. Work, I say work. I'm 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 with them once one day a week in terms of, you know, seeing what the preparation is, seeing what the their analysis is, going into a game and and, and seeing Carlo work with his staff. Absolutely top drop, top top class, uh, outstanding man, first and foremost. And um, I am just delighted as an Evertonian I'm delighted that he's a, he's the manager of our football club.
2: what's that experience like I mean oh, sh- shadowing a three time Champions League winner mustn't be too bad it's it's enjoyable <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I'm, I'm pecking in his ear all the time asking him questions but I, I have to say that the man has been fantastic to, to us as a staff and um, um, we are very lucky to have him and privileged to have him and, and it's a privilege to work alongside him Been
1: receptive to the idea of you know, he's, he's obviously taken a keen interest in Anthony Gordon, who was already part yeah, of the first team forward, yeah. But you know, is he, is he talking to you about players? Yeah, he's asked
0: me obviously about the young players. About Anthony, we've spoken in great detail about Dominic. Um, he really likes Dominic, obviously Mason as well. Yeah. So you know, he he likes his young players. He, you know, which is music to my ears. It's it, it, it's brilliant. But just these, just a couple of things that you see, you, you see his his aura on the training ground, around the ground, around the, you know, on the pitch, and you know, it's no no surprise or shock to me, having seen him work,
1: the fact that we're getting results from it, you know, he's um, top, top class. Any, any drills or anything you've seen of Carlos um, that you might try and, uh... well,
0: it's interesting how he's, he's stayed with what, you know, the four four two. that, you know, I've read his book and I've seen his teams play in the past and, um, you know, it's nothing that you haven't already seen or, you know, there's no magic wand. It's, it's, it's stuff we, we know, um, but he just has a way and an aura about him that he just um, personifies confidence. Yeah. And I see, and he not relaxed. I can't say relaxed because he's you know very intense in his work that he does. In control. In control, yeah. unbelievably. But but you just know. I, I've experienced it not to Carlos' level. I experienced it with Joe, Royal, mm. Harry Redknapp. They have a way of just making you feel great about yourself, and you just. I don't know why but you seem to go that extra mile for them um, you shouldn't because everybody should you yes. know, should get but you, 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 it's just a confidence uh, that he just that just beams off him that right. is just it rubs off on the players yeah. that's the best way I mean it rubs off on me as a coach I stood next to him last week at the training ground and I felt great
1: <laughs> you know I wasn't even <laughs> taking part in the session
0: and all. I just thought oh, yeah. there's Carlo Ancelotti he's, yeah. it's, it's brilliant It's yeah. brilliant and for us to
2: get that manager is it's, it's, it's one of the biggest statements I think this club's ever made. Do you think there's, there's extra motivation then for, for the lads now at the moment? To try, you know, obviously they can get called up to first team. Yeah, well, well, That that's something I have to say that every manager that I've worked with has,
0: has always worked with young players if, in training if he needs a body or he needs something in preparation. That you know, I can't, I can't say no manager has never done that. Every manager has done that really well. Um, but I know, you know, he's playing Mason. He's play. He's played Tom. He's playing Dominic. Anthony's had a, a look in uh, with him as well, so I know that you know he, he, he likes young players. But again, only if they're good enough. And these players, we give them all the the advice, the tools, all the opportunities that we can. They've got to step all, over that white line and they've got to produce performances because where we want to go as a club, where we are going as a club, you know, it's um, you've got to be at the very, very best of your of your
2: abilities, and um, you know, it's it's tough. It's really, really tough, but you know that's the world that we live in. When, Go on, mate. When you have players like, like Anthony and and and, Dom and Mason, you, know, you again to look at that picture behind you. A lot of these lads are, are playing professional football to a to a good standard. But what is it about the lads, maybe like Darm, Tom, Anthony, suit the first time you see them play? Do you always have that maybe gut feeling that these are a little bit maybe more have something more about them?
0: It's personality. Without a shadow of a doubt, it's it's personality. It's um, you have to tick certain boxes, you have to be technically very good You have to take on board tactical information and learn quickly The best players learn you know, the, the quickest You've got to be able to run in the Premier League You've got to be able to compete physically yeah. There are three things that, if you've not got any of those three you, you need all three to be a Premier League player But then when you are successful in the Premier League now You look at the attitude, the personality of that individual And all those players have got personality in abundance um, and and some more as well. So it's no surprise to me to see the lads doing well uh, and the lads who are on loan doing well because they've got the personalities.
1: Um, Because that's interesting to drop. because a few years ago, Academy Football generally was accused of being this lab and very sort of um, just producing generic type of footballers. But from what you're saying maybe they've stood out because they're, they're not and they are in their own I, style I
0: think academy football has been brilliant from, from when EPPP first started and the Premier League you know, sort of took over that um, I think that's only been a good thing, I wish I'd have had the opportunities that our young young players have get and, 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 and have, have got over the years some things in football will never change being, being a first team player at Everton Requires everything that we've just mentioned but you also need to have the resilience, the personality the mental toughness um, to to become a a regular Everton player and a a successful Everton player now I, the academies, they can't give you that no matter what we try and do and how we try and create whatever environment, you know you can't give somebody a personality you can't give somebody you know the the resilience to be able to bounce back from disappointment very very quickly and still keep that enthusiasm and um great attitude that that's in you mm. you know that's your upbringing that's your, your, your the parenting that's that's your surroundings at a very young age that is instilled deep inside you now th- what we need to do is 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 identify and recruit players with all the technical tactical physical abilities but with those personalities as well and I think um, I think in Mason and Dominic we did that brilliantly Mm -hmm. Um, and then you, John Joes who's doing brilliant this year you know all the other players you know look at Anthony Robinson personality you know I I can go through them all Mm -hmm. the long list of lads who are doing well who have been through our system all the ones who are doing well uh, have got all the qualities all the um Mm -hmm. The four corners they call it. Plus, they've got personality, um, and and the ones who make it will always be the ones who make it. You know, you can identify that at a very young age, and you can see it in them. You can see it in the personalities that
1: they'll go to the very top. And um, one player we hope will eventually go to the very top with this club is the new signing Jared Branthwaite. You've had him for a few weeks now. Yeah. How is he settling in? I think he's settled in. His best performance was the other day. Um, you know,
0: having played, you know, League Two. Mm. I was expecting him to come in and just, you know, be the man. You know that, that I've certainly seen on the clips that I've watched him. Um, but you forget this is Everton and it's a massive move for yeah. any young player, uh, no matter where you've been. Uh, so he took a few weeks to, to find his feet, um, but he's starting to look the part. And we've obviously we're working with him all the time, and it's interesting that, um, you know, seeing him, seeing him on the game, he looked like a totally different player than his first couple of games so um, this bonus ball for him from now until the end of the season um, I, I'm looking forward to working with him in pre-season mm. he'll, be, um, he'll be a very good addition
2: For for people who might not have seen him play what, what kind of defender is he? is he? Is he a ball playing defender or is he, is he more of a, a traditional stopper?
0: No I think he's more ball playing he's more of that type he likes he's very very comfortable easy on the eye with the ball at his feet he's got a great range of passing he likes to step into midfield um, so it's the ugly side of the game that will probably be that I'll be working most most with him yeah. in his positioning and how aggressive he is in, in the in the tackling in the air. So there are all things that can you can develop, you know, a tactical awareness, you know, that you can you can easily put that right. Um, but the 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 raw materials look good for the future with him. He's got a lot of uh, plus points.
1: Are you giving him a reference point? I don't know. Maybe someone like who played in the football league, came in to work with you, and then very quickly. Yeah, I think, I think Mason, I think probably a step too far. You look at Lewis, Lewis Gibson, yeah. probably.
0: Uh, we brought in two years ago, very similar, very similar types. Um, you know, the work that we've done with Lewis on his defensive side of the game. No one disputes him stepping into midfield, his left foot, his passing range. But if you can't defend, you won't play in the Premier League. Um, well, certainly, yeah, not in my book anyway. Mm. Uh, so Lewis has done brilliant the last couple of years defensively. Uh, and he's got himself a loan, and he's he's getting rave reviews now in, on his loan. So Lewis's next step will be to hopefully get a, a first team squad position or another higher loan yeah. this year. So there's that that loan move we're talking about at the beginning. Uh, I, I see Jared maybe doing the same, doing the same. But we've got to give him that grounding of you know what 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 are the raw materials that are needed for an Everton play, mm. um, and we've done it with Mason, done it with Lewis, and we'll certainly do it with Jared now. So he's another one in the in the queue.